This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Brentford Fan Show, the latest on the bees. All the gossip from Griffin Park. Plus, you Reds getting vocal on the socials. The Brentford Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, 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 city. Evening, it's Love Sport Radio, 5.58 a.m., two minutes past nine across the capital. Some of things, Bill? Yes, I'm very well. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You seem different this week. I, I, I've got a glow. I've got a glow. You have? Yes, it's, you like have. The, it's the glow of love. Pregnant. Luther gave it to He's me. pregnant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's Laney Lane in the middle. He's in the middle today. Do you usually sit in the middle? No, I'm normally... normally far you're usually in the gaffer chair? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's I've regained. The problem we've got to do is you've got to talk control. in the mic. Yeah, he's taking control. Yeah. Yeah. And one man who's just been released from a, a den of love hmm. is John Artson. Evening, John. Hey, it's Edward the Headwood, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back in the building. Yeah, Edward the Headwood, how's it going? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yeah, thanks you're thanks you're Hartson to me, aren't you? Oh, I am John Artson to you, not yeah. to many others. No, but, but, but you're Artson to me. Exclusively I for love you. him. I absolutely love I've been asked these lot every week. I ask, where is Artson? Where's Artson? Well, I've been, uh, been travelling and ducking and diving and having a lovely time. There you go. There you go. Plenty to talk about. We're looking back at Brentford's last game of the season against Hull, reflecting on the final day of the season, which saw Bolton miraculously survive at the final hurdle and Fulham resigned to another playoff battle. Mm. Plenty to talk about. Oh, <laughs> you had to dig it. You know what? It's playoffs, it's playoffs. It it is. What can you do? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, un- unfortunately for Fulham, they just they just didn't really turn up. The result was there. But I also think if they'd gone into the game, uh, well, gone in at half-time 2-0 up, you, you, you're you not telling me Neil Warnock's going to put on four strikers and go, go for it, lads. You know? They didn't, though. Yeah. No, they didn't, though, unfortunately. But hey, what can you do? Um, interesting day. Interesting final day. Bolton being down, then up, then down, then up, then down. What a final couple of minutes there. Um, it- it was, and it's funny because I spoke to my Bolton mate before the game, and uh, you know he's going to do a couple of bits and pieces for us. I said to him, you know, are you going to go to the game? He goes, yes. And then when I spoke to him, <laughs> he missed his bus. Oh. He missed his bus, and so he goes, I can't go to the game, Bill. I've missed my bus. And I thought, okay, it's fair enough. You're probably going to get relegated anyway. He must be the most gutted person ever because he actually did not get to so the game at all. Taxis there. 
Uh, I've got no idea. You know, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I didn't ask him about other, taxis. Other transport methods yeah. are available. Well, on I, think, I think he lives out of Bolton. I think he lives probably in Sheffield or something like that. And he okay. probably wanted to get up there, but he Train? missed the, the bus. Was no, the bus was cancelled. Actually, that was it. Debatable commitment. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like he didn't even, ever had any intention of going. To <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing about Ed is he would have done a planes, trains, and automobiles if it was Brentford. He would have found well, a way. I have, yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do whatever you can do to get. What's it. the most freakish journey he's taken to the game? Me, I hitchhiked actually. I used to hitchhike regularly um, to to Brentford matches. I used to live in Brighton and I had no money, so I used to hitchhike, get on the end of, end of the A23, hitchhike up to London, and then I used to hitchhike on the A4 down to I've been to Newport, I've been to oh, Bristol. In fact, I've hitchhiked to Bristol. It was when ab- was this? This is a long time ago. Oh, quite a while. No, no one really hitchhikes anymore, do they? Well, the, 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 yeah. Only people with that want to get abducted mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Lainey, you ever tried it? No, I'm not getting abducted, no, but um, I, I walked to Hartlepool, so that took two you weeks. Walked to, I walked to Hartlepool? Yep. Right, okay. Yep. Yeah. It's better than, uh, better than walking to Ed? Birmingham. Uh, I haven't hitchhiked to a game, but I've hitchhiked for charity. Took the night bus. Night bus, that's as bad. Oh, it's awful. Night we bus. Went is... Horse and carriage, didn't we, to um, Blackpool? Yeah, that was actually that was that the was best because we, we we've done a lot. Basically, we we've pretty much everything on our away game. So we've done we've Bodge. done boats. I did the first ever ever football boat. The first ever football boat from London to South End. That was like in the early nineties, something the like first that. Ever football. That boat. was the first no, ever. It wasn't the yes, first it was. Ever yes, it was. No. Yes, it was. Were you on it? You weren't even on it. <laughs> You weren't uh, on it, were you? No. It wasn't the first. It was the first. It was the first ever football boat. Okay, 1990, first ever football boat from London to Charlton as well. So that was wicked. We've done plane. We've done barge. We've done walk. C- c- walk. We've done coach. And we've flown. Yeah, flown. We've done that. And then we were struggling. We got to Blackpool. We thought, ah, oh, horse and cart. We've never taken a horse and cart to a game. There was one outside the pub and we jumped on it. Six of us. Nicked it. No. <laughs> Nick it. Classic Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. So we've uh, we've got a fine collection there. Brilliant stuff. Any other results that stood out for you on the final day? Well, it was it was uh, it was nail biting in more than one way. For especially for those clubs that were down there. In fact, all of them had escaped at some stage. Bolton Bolton were down, then they were up. Then Burton had escaped. Then Barnsley had escaped, and it was just that comeback, wasn't it? At, uh, the, at Reebok or whatever they call it now. Um, so, yeah, they were losing. Well, went one up, didn't they? they yeah. were losing two one. And one the three, the result that stood out for me was the the B word Birmingham game. Yeah, that was that was against all odds. To be yeah. honest with you, I think everyone expected for them yeah, to yeah, turn yeah, up absolutely. and really really smash them. And Barnsley just not. I mean, Barnsley just just after. Oh, I think they were still celebrating after beating us the week beforehand. You know, Derby County you must be counting their luck. They sort of turned up there and uh, they absolutely smashed them to pieces. Yeah. And again, speaking to my Barnsley chums because we've we've got lots of chums up in Barnsley. They just said that they were so lifeless in that game. They had no chance of staying up whatsoever. Immediately after the game, and it, it's going to be an interesting one. They've got new owners. They've got a bit of money behind them. Barnsley, they're owned by like a UAE based businessman or something. Chinese, like that. Chinese. Yeah. I thought it was, a, it was an Arab. Chien, it's Chien. It's, um, it's, his name is Chien, and he's chi- uh, he's Chinese. He was actually looking to buy Brentford, or not buy Brentford. He's looking to buy into Brentford as well. Last year, one of our little besotted exclusives that we put out last year, and uh, he looked to buy into us. But um, I think it was too much money for him, and also we wanted to retain quite a lot of power. And so I think he went to Barnsley, and Barnsley said to you, "Here you go, mate." Well, um, unfortunately, they had the sad situation where yeah, they're, chairman, they're, they're, they're chairman. They're, that's right, the chairman, um, chairman, Dubb, but he um, so he was able to basically buy the bulk of the club i think 95 percent of the club for a fraction of the, of the price so uh so yeah so that's the scenario that's the, that's the scenario there but you know but you got, know got to, got to say fair play to barnsley we, we went up there and they out jumped out for out tackled out, out beat us and maybe that game against us 
just took it out of them for that derby game. So maybe they took the foot, the foot off the gas a bit because they they were they were celebrating yeah. at the end of it. The fans were on the pitch. The players were all posing for selfies. Like, there was it did smack of a little bit singing too soon. So you know it is a shame because we did enjoy going up there and they're a good bunch. So um, yes, shame to lose them. Oh well, what can you do? They'll be playing League One football next year. Brentford will be playing Championship football. Nine oh nine on the clock on Love Sport. I tell you what, it's West Ham now, Man United now. Sixty seven on the clock. There, Andy Carroll's just trotting about. He's got like a little blonde bit in it, the end of his hair as well. Um, uh, can we just say something? Here? I mean, yeah. I'm not being funny, but you know, uh, listen, this is all lovely. This West Ham and United nonsense, but we are EFL. We are like you know, we are inverted commas lower leagues. Surely we should be showing the. Charlton Shrewsbury match which is where we're from this is where our roots are I mean I was actually down at Charlton a couple of hours ago actually shooting a few uh, videos for the safe standing um, I'll campaign. tell you what then J- producer Jamie that's your, your job during the break can you get it on the Charlton game please on, on the screens it's nil nil though at the value let's get it on the Charlton game uh, and let's go to a quick break this is Love Sport Radio a new tax year something I'm not very familiar with Love Sport I work for AspokesmanSaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit AspokesmanSaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. It's all its all about those marginal gains, isn't it? Mm. All of And I think the clock... Clock's up there with Delpo, isn't it? I like clock. I like... Is it a different, a different... Different sort of feeling. I, I don't know. I... I... <laughs> Clock could read to me. <laughs> <laughs> While Del Potro holds Del you. Help me. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I have, uh, I think I might have gone red. <laughs> Didn't got to tell on the radio. Weekdays from 6am. One good thing from the harvesting of user data on Facebook, it showed that more than 50 million people didn't care about talk sport. This is Love Sport. Love Sport Radio, we're talking about the glorious sunshine. Hull travelling down to Griffin Park in a fairly meaningless game with the Beast with no chance of reaching the playoffs and Hull no chance of being relegated. Um, you know what, let's have a listen to what the Brentford and Hull fans had to say before preparing to pack up on their summer holidays. It was a very creditable performance by a B-plus team that we had out there today. Um, Macondes, I thought, was excellent. Uh, never stopped chasing. It was good to see the new players come on and, uh, and, and do some, some good activity. But it was, it was two teams who didn't have much to play for. But look, we finished in ninth place this season. We cannot complain about that. It's been a brilliant season. It's been fun. Roller coaster up and down. We were almost in it until the last week. Now, here we go, and we go again next season. Come on, you bees. Yeah, man, it's a top 10 finish we can team I guess that shows how strong our squad is there's uh, 8 or 9 players there you probably may have picked that weren't in the team so it shows the depth of squad we've got but it probably also shows we just need a little bit more if we're going to kick on and get slightly better next year but fantastic season fantastic game today um, you know, great atmosphere 11 and a bit thousand here as well what more could you ask for come on you bees I think to do better next season in the division we've got to start better we've got to manage games better we've got to be more deadly in the box I think we've created more chances than anyone in the division and we haven't scored the most goals and that probably is the difference between whether we ever make it up or whether we don't first couple of months there was still some optimism there we won a few games you know, and uh, won them handsomely but uh, ever since then it's just been a, a disaster in uh, unfolding really So, but we averted disaster in the end probably because we got Harry Wilson on loan I think he was absolutely the key the key uh, signature for us I, I think we might well have got relegated otherwise we've just got to be that much more clinical and I think you know we are going to need more quality so if people are going to go perhaps we do need people to go in order for us 
to improve. I think if we get, get some stability over the summer, make a few key signings, we're going to be the year hopefully in the top two. It's been a great celebration of the season today, without a doubt. But you're right, at the start of the game, it had more of a feel of a pre-season friendly than an actual something-to-play for match. But as the game got through into it, Hull got into their stride as well. The weather's certainly beautiful. So we have to take half on what we've seen this season. It hasn't quite panned out. Didn't have a start we wanted, but personally, I think Christmas was our period where we lost it a little bit. But the squad is outstanding. If we can take this team together... We're going to lose one or two, we have to accept that. But I still believe next season could be a good season for us and we have to believe in that. Yeah, interesting to hear those comments after what's been a half-decent season for Brentford. Some people saying that maybe they haven't... Well, not from that clip, but some people in general have been saying that, you know, maybe they should have pushed on a bit more. But I think it's it's respectable, considering the opener, the opening few days, few weeks of the season were pretty poor. Yeah, it's it's been uh, that's that's what's really sort of pulled us back. Really, we've been sort of running with elastic tied round our waist for the first sort of six months, um, just playing catch up, really. And we've done particularly well to be in with a sniff, and we said it in the build up to the end of the season, really, into the, in the countdown to be involved in any kind of promotion shake up was remarkable, considering that beginning. But at no stage did we ever really play poor football yeah. you can probably count count it on you know the fingers of one hand where we've really not turned up but that stat about you know um losing points from winning positions is the one that you kind of it, that you can't really argue with that if there's just 24 points there yeah. that we've we were we were winning a game and and we've we've let that slip so you know we, we did see evidence towards the end of the season especially the middle of a game where dean smith did did get a little bit more tactical and a little bit more game management like so we will hopefully see a bit more of that next year Ed. those those first eight games that obviously we didn't start as well as we could have and it is obviously had the knock-on effect towards the end of the season and then the the results throughout the season that we didn't perform or we should have got the the, the points you know you expect that throughout a season and that's fine but if we 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 delivered in those first eight games then the results throughout the season would have mattered so much because every team wins some, lose some, draws some, doesn't turn up some days. But the first eight games really had that knock-on effect. We're losing some players, as we know. I mean, Zane Westbrook, who friend of Bissot is, as we say, lovely, lovely bloke, and we wish him all the best. Uh, Wicked midfielder. We thought he'd actually, uh, we thought he'd, he'd work his way into the team, but obviously we've got lots of midfielders. And I, th- I, I believe, and I don't know this for a fact, but I believe he's obviously probably uh, pushed for a move. For I want to get first team football. It's better for me to get more first team football than to sit around and maybe sit around on the bench for another year or two. So he's going to Coventry. Question: If he's got to Coventry now, does that mean he can play in their playoff campaign? No, 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 no. Or is it like the first of July or first yeah, of June? Yeah, the, the, the transfer window is not actually open. Assume when the contract yeah, starts will oh, be after gutted. the last. Yeah. I think no, they're gutted probably. That would be tactically genius. Yeah, it? it would be. Yeah. Well, people reckon that Derby are going to start Chris Martin on Friday night. Really? People okay. reckon because obviously his loan at Reading's ended. Reading season's over. He's not a Derby player again, isn't he? Yeah, oh. fair enough. Interesting. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, um, yeah no, it is, a, it is a shame to see Zane go because um, he's, he's what he was the captain of the B team. He's one of those players that have been, you know, really, really making those um, B team results hugely impressive. But who's he? You know, you've got to say as a fan, yeah, Alfie Mawson's situation all over again. We're letting someone promising go. With these young rookies, you've got to let them into to the A team but 
who do we want to see it, make it, way for him? It's slightly different to Mawson with because with Mawson there's basically it's a fluff. It's the, you know the, the people that I think that were you know running the B team they basically said Mawson ain't going to make it. You know yeah. it's a different scenario and he didn't get the he didn't get the path through and he felt that he wasn't going to get the chance so he yeah, said I want to go. It's more more to the point though is for for Westbrook to get a team starts it means that one of those one of the A teamers is going to play and which one do we not want to play? Is it Sawyer's? Do we, you know is it Woods? Is it is it Cocho, McEachran, probably yeah, McEachran, um, and then we got Reese Cole, Reese Cole players coming through, yeah, and that's difficult. He, he's yeah. standing there as captain of that B team that are doing really, really well. We but, beat Man City four three on exactly. Friday night again. But, but he, yeah. he's they've probably, had a great season. He's probably demanding to go right. Either I come in and play first team football, or I need to go out and play first team football. It's, it's, I, I think he, you know, fair play to Good him. Move. Good um, move for him. He, he deserves it. He's a, he's a really good player. Yeah. He does deserve first team football. It's a real shame he can't get it at Brentford. Um, so yeah, we wish him well. I, I mean, the other thing that we we don't thing is with us is like if we we get a little bit of you know we've got Chinese Gary our little sources who's going to be well and truly <laughs> on the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we went I went out to Shanghai last year. Yeah. and I had a little chat with Gary and Gary gives us the info Chinese Gary yeah mm. Chinese Gary he Legend. gave us some proper proper info last year and we, we got all we knew about let's say VBA a year ahead of everybody else and stuff like that um, so we've got some info coming so we don't necessarily kind of go with the gossip there's little gossip about Ollie Watkins and Bournemouth and all this kind of stuff but it's not really formulated as yet and like I said to you I mean I talked about the fact that I was a bit worried that we're going to lose four or five players this summer but that was my dream waking up in the middle of the night going oh no we're going to lose players because we're so good um, we're not going to talk about new players maybe in a couple of week's time and if you listen to the Sorted podcast we'll mm. talk about that now i'd much rather talk about um managers that have been leaving because um you know our friend um ian holloway left qpr today or today didn't he yeah it's been a busy day isn't it and the old manager really go rounds martin yeah. allen martin allen ian holloway um swansea manager said he's not going to hang around well i think the club have said he's not well he agreed but yeah. it did come out yesterday there, there were the rumors coming out yesterday that mclaren has done a pre-signed contract with QPR already. Yeah, so really? he's, all, he's, he's dragging himself away Steve. from that failed managers association. Yeah. It's, it's Steve, interesting because yeah. we'd actually heard the rumour that Warburton was going to go to QPR about... Um, about two or three months ago, from uh, again, it was not. From, it wasn't from a primary source. It's from a tertiary source. Like it I'm wasn't saying. from Chinese. Um, no, it wasn't from Chinese Gary because he's probably Chinese spot on. Chinese you know what I'm saying? Taiwanese Clive. So, his cousin, isn't it? So, yeah. so, so I spoke to the QPR lads about that, and they just said, "No, nah, no, nah, Ollie's going to be there, mate. He's going to be there through and through." And I said, but I "The funny know. thing with QPR is, you know." It seems like they might have an FFP issue looming over them. <laughs> they know they've got an FFP you issue. You know, and it. they could be in big stuck, you know, with, with if Warbo goes in, because he's not really going to get anything, isn't he? Well, this is, I think this is the question as to who do you bring in, because anyone that brings... It's not, well, they, have got, they haven't got much money, you know, and they've, 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 they've had players on huge wages. They've got a massive, massive issue. So anyone who's going to come in is going to be have to be able to work with nothing and work a little bit of magic and that's that is a massive it's almost like there's got to be a massive change of culture at QPR and they think they've got it bad at the moment now if you listen to their fans they say we've got a real problem now but they're very happy because they're bringing through a lot of their youth players at the moment now which are really fighting and actually sort of kind of they're seeing a bit of light at the end of the tunnel so if the, you know, if if that continues, that could be a good thing for QPR. But they definitely need somebody who knows how to make um, that, um, good gold out of wood. That um, black cloud of FFP has been ha- hanging over Loftus Road for too long now. There's no no raindrops seem to be falling from it. Do they ever play the fine? No, so that's what I'm saying it's a bit galling because the teams that do play play by the rules, you know, then you know you got someone that's flagrantly you know touted them and they've not as, actually been punished. As, as it goes, Tony Fernandez has had a really bad few years, and it. I mean, look at it. He's had, you know, playing crushes. Did one of them disappear as well? Mm. 
Mm. One of his planes disappeared, or something. One of the Malaysian Airlines planes yeah, disappeared. M- MH370, wasn't it? Yeah. Just miraculously, you know, into the Bermuda Triangle, and then he's got a club that, you know, uh, are disappeared. Just, well, yeah, disappeared out of the Premier League and just can't really be found anywhere else. And let's concentrate on us rather than them. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. No, but it's inter- but we're, I mean, it's the end of the season now. We, you know, we're talking about football league now, so it's quite interesting. And we're not sort of saying it because we're we're trying to disrespect. More malicious. It. Yeah, we're just talk- we're just talking about football, you know, and find- we do find it quite interesting. The club that's quite close to us, we know. I know a lot of QPR fans. Um, we can have good, you know, conversations about stuff. You know, all the guys from the QPR show, Gav and them lot, mm. you know, no Gobi. So we have good, you know, conversations. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking not, specifically you know. now. I'm yeah. talking about in, in, in general, let's worry about us in in the whole time, not worry about their financial oh, yeah, situation. Yeah, but now we can talk about it as we'll much as we like. We'll never and worry. We'll never have, worry, have, worry about them. Laugh. I'll tell you what, look, chaps, we're not going to talk about them. We're not going to talk about them. We're going to have a break. All right? 0208 508. That's the number to call. Unemployment is through the roof. And if you to lose your job at the job center, you still have to show up to work the next day. What's that all about? That I can tell you. Call us on 0208 70 20 558. And don't worry, we won't harvest your data. Love Sport. Love Sport. With 7OTV.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Don't miss Big at the London Motor Show. Brought to you by MotorshowEvents.com. This is a celebration of all big vehicles. From big American rigs, the ultimate six-wheel Hummer, one of the biggest off-roaders, to the most spectacular lowrider by Gas Monkey, this is not to be missed. Save 10% today on London Motor Show tickets. Visit MotorshowEvents.com slash LoveSport and use promo code BIG2018. The London Motor Show, 17th to the 20th of May at XL London. Stop paying too much for your energy bills. Brian saved money on his at a spokesmansaid.com. Can you? I'm Brian from Swaddling Coat, South Derbyshire, and I saved about £400 on my energy bill with a spokesman set. The iSpokesman said website was very easy to use, instructions are quite clear to follow, and the money I saved I put towards a holiday. A spokesman said.com compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers in just a matter of minutes. To find real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Brilliant, I've finally quit. I feel like I've got my life back. I felt much happier. It's an amazing feeling when you stop smoking. Experience it for yourself with help from NHS Smoke Free. Our range of support tools, which includes face-to-face guidance from advisors, helps maximise your chances of success. Go online now and search for Smoke Free. You can visit 10, 20, 50, 100 car dealers. Or just visit Car Giant with giant choice and giant savings. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy, there'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. The Queen's Park Rangers are great. Really friendly, seriously. They're some great people. Love Sport, 558am. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. Yes, Love Sport Radio. We're just having a bit of a general, oh wow, big goal in the playoffs. Yes, the Shrewsbury. Go on, the Shrewsbury. Are you, what? 
my son lives in Shrewsbury, so I actually spend every other weekend in Shrewsbury. I go up there every Friday, go on the Sunday, so I literally, I know everyone in Shrewsbury, and I was actually down but at... Bill, Sh- I thought you wanted to watch this because Charlton are, you know, a London club. And no, listen, forget the London club, man. Shrewsbury, I'm, I, I know all the characters, so if you listen to this show, Shrewsbury guys, on Listen Back, I've just cheered your goal, and uh, I may see you on Sunday. And yeah, we know, our, and we our, big, our big, big boss is a, is a Charlton fan, so let's just pump that out there. Come on, Charlton. Charlton nil, Shrewsbury won, uh, 10 minutes to go in this first leg oh, of the goal. playoffs it's a brilliant goal top bins uh, yeah top bins right, I bet go. Ryan Woods is there cheering him on tonight yeah that's true so, so listen it's lower league we're like a little bit lower league but let's just let's have a look up a little I mean let's look at the Premier League and it's interesting because we talked to all us fans and you know Brentford were getting excited because we were almost on the edge of the playoffs but we didn't quite make it and then Fulham thought they were going to be there and they didn't quite make it and then kind of got there and they're really delighted and uh, you know they're all looking at the heady heights of the Premier League and then we looked at a team uh, who last season we had a lot of respect for Huddersfield and we do have a lot of respect for them as well they, I thought they were wicked last season they they came out they just were they were solid their fans were solid they you know people laugh about them they made, they made some noise um, you know they were one of the smaller clubs in that division but to be fair they, they got out of the division after Holloway said that they were going to get relegated which was quite funny and um, and they've done we thought miraculously well and uh the season petered off a little bit, uh, but yesterday they were celebrating like they won the cup, yep. as uh, Slade said back in the day, in the Brentford day, because they uh, secured their uh, their safety in the Premier League again. And there's a little bit of a conversation going around with us a lot because we're just sort of thinking, that, that's really good, but, you know, it's a really weird scenario because you've got this situation in the Premier League where you sort of kind of like, every year you've got these teams just scrapping to stay in there because there's so much money involved you know and if you look at their records some of them have won five matches all season or six matches or seven matches all season like you know and it's kind of like what kind of life have you got where you're basically getting whooped every single week and you know I know when Fulham went to the, the Premier League beforehand and this is a while back and my mate who's in this division he went up there and after two or three years he said I'll be honest with you I'm not really feeling it here because it's just like it's, it's just it's just different now we're not saying we're better or you're not but we're just having a conversation here saying you know, careful what you ask for, as we say, because if you go to the Premier League, um, if you're not equipped for it, isn't your life going to be hell if you're getting I, whipped week in and week out? I'd on? agree with you, but I'd agree with you. It's not, it's not a case of be careful what you wish for. It's a case of when you get there, what are you going to do? Are you going to have a chairman who's going to bankroll you so that you can attempt to break that sort of top four to top eight sort of, you know, bracket of teams? Or are you going to do a Wigan and go in a circle or you can do a sudden and go in a circle and the circle goes like this you have a manager you're rock bottom four games in you bring in another manager you sign a couple of average players get to the summer survive sign a couple of more average players rock bottom again five games in and just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it but that you know you've got to be realistic I mean no one apart from Leicester say have actually ever gone up and really you know not say ever in the in the premiership years have gone up and really changed that um, the, the, the you know the upper echelons of that division. I, I think I think the problem is, and you know that we we I was on drive this week with with you and Thomas. We had a guest on, um, and he's written an article, a brilliant article. I've tweeted it out about you know just 
is it so bad to be relegated? I don't think so. You know what? I really enjoy Championship football. I enjoy League One. I enjoy League Two. I enjoy the National League. It's, it's very real. It's turning into a much more competitive league. Let's be honest with you. The Championship, I think, is is possibly one of the best marathons of league you'll ever watch. Whereas the Premier League, I'm finding now, is becoming more and more and more just boring, Pol- polarised, polarised, spot on, Bill. But even the ones that say that say of those ones that have gone up, Burnley have done a particularly good job in the last couple of years. Again, it's not going to last forever. How do you know? Look, look okay, at, we say it's unlikely. Look, you know. at Barn- look at Barnsley versus us a couple of weeks ago, right? Look, that that is the definition of a team that's right on their bottom, and they've come out and beaten a team that's playing really well because anybody can beat anybody in the championship, and that's what we look for. That that you know the highs and lows, the bottom and low. And if you are, as you said, in that bottom level of the Premiership, you're getting beaten by everybody every week. How is that fun? But is, uh, the thing the thing I didn't like was again, and I look at Wigan. You go there, you know the the chairman has to put money into bringing players. Wigan's recruitment was always poor. The quality of players they were buying was not even championship level. They were sub championship level quality players. I think back to like to Connor Salmon, Hendry Thomas, people like rubbish. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> and the problem they had is them. The chairman was hiking up the ticket prices and there was an empty ground. Everywhere you went, Wigan. I mean, there was, it used to be just stands empty and you're just thinking, what is the point? I thought it was the Premier League. Where were you? You know, when you first came up, you were all here. Now, because the price has gone up, you, you're not here anymore. But the thing is, it's all to do with greed. And I look at it and I think, you know, people have asked me about West Brom and will they keep Darren Moore? I'd love them to keep Darren Moore. One, because I think we need more BAME managers in. And two, because I think the guy has done such a brilliant a job. job. Awesome. What awesome a job. job. If this guy doesn't get a job, I'd have to seriously say, you know what, the FA need to sit down and look at the practice. Problem. But the truth of the matter is, they're owned by a company or a you know, holdings company, which are based in the Far China, East, China again, who yeah. all they care about is the money return. The money and, the, and also the profile. I'd, I'd hasten to say, if they finished 14th, 15th in the Premier League every season, they won't care. Purely because, Bill, they'll be making that money back. They'll be making profit on their investment. You know, right now, they're thinking it and going, mate, look at this, the championship, what are we going to do? And a key example of this is if you look at um, Dr. Tony Gia at Aston Villa, he spent £40 million on three strikers in the championship. In the championship. Including Scott Hogan. Yeah. And Ross McCormack. Yeah, I mean, they would have been. In, I think if they don't go up, there's going to be a couple of questions. They're going to be in a little bit of a problem, you know. But I think sort of coming back to this, this whole Premier League issue. I mean, Lainey, like I said, we, you know, we had a good discussion about it. It's like, you know, where would you rather? You know, but first of all, the setup is obviously wrong. The setup is obviously wrong because what's happened is, is that the teams which are richer and richer and richer, you know, everyone's saying it's Man City, it's Man United. There's all these teams have got a lot of money, okay? So they form this top six, top eight. Burnley and all these other teams could peep in there every now and again but if you speak to any fans they're saying it's becoming more and more difficult now where's the fun in that <laughs> I mean seriously it's, it's, sometimes it's like playing Monopoly and having all, all, the, all the pieces on the board it's like what's the point well, it's, pretty, it's pretty much the same every year you look at that league, like Premiership League table now all the way down there's probably one team in that top ten who are a bit of a you know they're a they're they're an out they're a, a shock one and, that's and every now and again you get a Leicester Leicester yeah, pop in every and then now and again and, and, until, and they upset the apple cart until whatever it is that makes them special it it you know some, something buys gives. all the players like, yeah well the manager goes I'll tell you what I want to I want to carry on with the discussion because I really like it half past nine it's love sport we'll be back in a couple of seconds Putin isn't like Hitler he's more like me just not as fat the odds with seven best bets. 
Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from 7bestbets.com. Saturday, I've had a look at a cheeky little hacker on the Euro Elite coupon. Real Sociedad to beat Ligaines, Ibar to come out on top against Las Palmas, and Real Madrid to beat Celta Vigo with a cheeky little Fiorentina bet to beat Calgary. A fiver returns £20.68p. On the golf, Martin Keimer is a massive 150 to 1, or you can get Kusha at 50s. Each way bets on the golf pay out on the top seven. That's the odds from 7bestbets.com. The odds with 7bestbets. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GambleAware for more information. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. There are times when you see a woman you think she's very beautiful and I'd like to tell her, but how do you how do you do it without being a creep? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. And one useful tip, actually, is if you're going to compliment a woman, it doesn't always have to be about her appearance. If you mix in, actually, hey, you're really funny, or that was a really interesting thing to say. And then actually, you that... go, those breasts are magnificent. <laughs> At that point, it's absolutely, absolutely fine. fine. Exactly. Let's start with the brain. Weekdays from 6am. Yeah, we're back on Love Sport Radio. We're talking about whether, you know, what, what it is to be relegated. And I hate that, you know, the typical scene, you know, that they set on TV where, where a club's being relegated and you go around and everyone just looks really upset and there's a kid crying. It's like, mate, you don't even know what you're on about. Cry- don't know what day of the week it is, pal. Cry on the telly. Yeah. We saw him cry on the telly. Well, there was that short clip of the kid going when, I can't remember what game it was, but the, the camera's pan around and he's gone, oh, well. And that's what you want from a young kid. His, his dad's sitting there going, it's mopey, mopey. And, he, and he's just gone, oh, well, we've got championship football next year. What's wrong with championship football? Nothing. Nothing. Loving it, mate. Absolutely loving it. And uh, people say, oh, that's Tim Pot. People say, oh, pub teams. You know, you're, you're, you're sort of, this, every game's your cup final. But, you know, I, I personally would rather... I'd rather see... It's not about winning every week, but I'd rather see us competing and standing a chance, a good chance of winning most weeks, I'd say. You, you get this actually weird scenario again, and it's a real Brentfordism. You don't want to go up, right? It's a, it's a bit of an in-joke between Brentford fans. You don't want to go up, Brentford. But you do get this scenario with, with teams. Even, I think there was an Aston Villa fan uh, a few seconds ago. Actually, I want to get to the playoff final. <laughs> I want to lose because I want to stay in the championship because it's actually brilliant because probably Villa have been taking such a beating in the Premier League over the years and they realise, actually, we're top dogs here. You know, we're actually doing all right. I mean, they were, they were rubbish. I mean, for a lot of the season, when we played them in December, Villa were rubbish. We, we smashed them off the park, you know, but they've come good. They've got their strikers. They've come good at the right time and they're all feeling good and they're feeling mighty fine so we've got this funny scenario with fans who are thinking hmm do we we, we want to go up but we kind of don't want to go up but we do want to go up yeah. you know? it's like really weird but th- the thing is I mean look I know I get a lot of stick because of my sort of you know affiliation with the club from Man down, United. down the river mm. oh for Fulham. Oh, Fulham. Fulham yeah, Fulham yeah. but the truth of the matter is the two and a bit years I've spent following them home and away the football I've seen the places I've been to has I love the championship. You know, going there. And my, ma- my mates don't understand it. My mates are your typical, you know, Premier League only fans. Don't look below, you know, not interested. They've got oh, six. Rubbish. Sorry, mate? Don't, be, don't look below sixth place. Um, yeah, well, yeah, standard. Did you get to know all the other three away fans when, when you were with them? <laughs> I wasn't with the away fans. Oh, in the okay. press box. I, t- oh. I took one of my best buds, uh, Bram, down to uh, Brentford when he moved to London for the first Stoker. time. Stoker? Bra- Bramwell Coleman. Uh, so so he's, he's come down to Brentford and he's just got absolutely falling in love with championship football there you and, go. and coming home and away and going to see teams and he, he loves the little London derbies he, he likes that stuff but he also likes getting on the coach or getting on the train and getting part of that atmosphere yeah. going to see these amazing grounds that 
Aston Villa. Look at the you know. brilliant grounds in this league. Yeah, amazing. Brilliant grounds. I mean, I thought Oakwell was great. I thought Oakwell I love was it. Good. Yeah, brilliant. Spe- pretty special place, I think. That, Absolutely. That, that, love that West End was something special. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Well, they need to put a big terrace up there now, and it'd be absolutely brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just well, you can see it it's, it's be, nice yeah. to see. It. There's there's just a realism, and you know, when I when I look back at how I started my career, and I was watching League Two, Wickham Wanderers, and the season I started watching them, um, you know, the final day they stayed up, on the last day of the season, Torquay they beat them three 0 at Playmore, and they sent Torquay. It's Torquay were, were down already, but Wickham Wickham stayed up, and you know, I took took my old man to one of the games, and he goes, look. It's really weird, isn't it? And I go, why? He goes, because you can just go and stand next to the manager and you can hear what he's saying. I was like, yeah. He goes, why? He goes, this is brilliant. Because I can hear him swearing it. I was like, yeah. And he goes, it's just, it's very real. Because, you know, when you go to League 2 and League 1, these players are playing for, for, you know, um, for, for rent not mortgages and in fact funny enough I read a really interesting piece about Neil Etheridge the Cardiff goalkeeper the other day when Neil Etheridge talked about how he was on the bench at Fulham for four years got released and was thinking of just going back to the Philippines and was like, I'm, that's it it's done and he ended up getting a deal at Oldham and he lived on a sofa for a year Wow. It's Unreal. Mad. Didn't even play a game at Oldham. Got released again. Got a gig at Walsall. Then Neil Warnock paid however much he did to bring him in. And he goes, it's just weird how things turn around. But it's kind of the beauty of the Football League. Indeed. And tell you something, and talk about the Football League and even lower than the Football League, I just want to sort of mention just quickly as well, on Sunday or Monday, I actually went to see my other team that I like to go and see, Dulwich Hamlet. And it's funny because you talked about Torquay. Next season, funny because Torquay with us, they're yeah. actually going to be playing Torquay next season. They finally got their promotion, as they're many be doing for years. They've been thrown out their ground. It was an Absolutely wicked day. Three and a half thousand, or well, probably about 4,000 people, terracing, singing, jumping up and down, which is all good. But the reason why I'm talking about lower league is because obviously Martin Allen has now also gone down to lower league. He's, he's probably, now, well, his team had got relegated to the lower league and he unfortunately got sacked today. But Martin Allen actually did our besotted social on mm. Friday night, which he was, was, he was pretty incredible. He was pretty brilliant. So, but what we're going to do is we're going to play a little bit of a, an audio where Martin talks about a story about a game that um, he, a Luton game actually, Luton, who came out of the lower league, so Luton played against him, and Martin was a little bit scared um, before this game because the Luton fans doesn't happen very often. Yeah, the Luton fans weren't very happy with him. So let's hear what Martin had to say about this Luton game. Those supporters, by the way, they've never forgiven me for. Um, do you remember that Tuesday night we beat them at home and Howard got sent off? Do you remember that? That was I like that. They were top, weren't they? So we did. We went all out of our way, and they were they were a pretty tough team. Um, so we made sure we was going to compete. And Nichols in midfield, do you remember him? I thought he was quite a good player, and we sort of highlighted him that we had to get him. He was their um, what we would say was he was their flag bearer. He would be the bloke on the horse carrying the flag, and all the rest of them done all his work. And if it needed it, he would kick people. So we or I adopted the attitude. Let's get that that horse. That meant tackles and hitting him and upsetting him. And he would do stupid things, which he did in the end. And he kicked the door down at Griffin Park as he came in at half-time. And again, after the game, he wanted to fight everybody. So we kind of done our job. And then when we went there for this game, they were top as well, I think, at that point. They'd spending huge amounts on their budget. I mean, that victory, we just absolutely smashed them, didn't we? I mean, we were totally competitive. Jamie Lawrence, I think, if I remember, had a, a, a twisted ankle and he carried on playing. So, um, great occasion. But those Luton fans, they've never forget wherever I go there. And for the last league game, do you remember when they won the league? I had a letter come to Griffin Park, which I've got to say, it was a little bit spooky. Because, um, you're right. 
Do you need a toilet? <laughs> nice view to turn up. <laughs> Where you been, man? <laughs> well, I got a letter through the um, through the club. That, that was Ida Anderson. Well, I might be a bit mad, but when you read that and it's addressed to you, it is scary. Trust me. So just before we went to play them in that league game, it was scary. It was spooky. So they couldn't trace where the letter would come from because you hadn't put a thing on it. All there was on it was the post thing on the front, you know, where they stamp it. But there was nothing else to find out where this person came from. And then you've got to walk across the pitch, haven't you, from there, across to your uh, technical area. So um, we told the police, we told uh, all the other different people that was involved. We had to keep it from the supporters, obviously, and I had to keep it from the players, and I had to keep it from the staff. But they knew something was wrong when I got off the team coach in that little poxy car park, and there were two bodyguards either side of me. And they took me to the dressing room, and they stood outside the dressing room. And then when I came outside the dressing room to go down the tunnel, they followed me down the tunnel. I was thinking, I feel like a film star. <laughs> then when it came to the game, that walk across the pitch, and I, I don't know if you remember, but I purposely went across to you lot and said, come on, let's do them again. They were right next to me again. When I went over to the dugout, one was on that end of the dugout, and one was on that end of the dugout. They'd warned me not to do anything stupid if we scored. <laughs> when someone promises you you're going to get a, your name's got a bullet on it, and you're out in the open like that, I've got to say, it was a scary game. It was a scary game. Spooky. Thinking, wondering. It never happened, of course, as you know. Um, but that was a scary day, scary day, scary moment. And unfortunately, uh, they won the league that day, which I stayed to watch. But it took <coughs> me off. Well, there you go. A story from Martin Allen on Love Sport Radio. We'll be chatting more Brentford right after this. Five Live, as much happiness as in EastEnders. Love Sport. Love Sport. With 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you save, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. 
If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit wedo.com. We Do, the smarter, quicker way of advertising in London, supporting London businesses of all sizes. This is what I know in London. Don't smile at strangers. Bad, very bad, very, very bad. Nasty. 558 AM. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTV.com. Play your way to £1 million. Yeah, Love Sport Radio. Uh, 16 minutes to 10 o'clock this Thursday evening. It's finished 0-0 between West Ham United and Manchester United at the London Stadium. But 1-0, uh, it was the score at the Valley, where it finished Charlton 0, Shrewsbury 1. Shrewsbury taking a one-goal advantage into the second leg that takes place on Sunday. There's John Nolan with the goal for the Shrews. What a banger it was. That was an absolute banger. And, and if you look at it, everything is... Let's get another Woods in. Got a replacement for him if he, if he were to go. Official top bins. Mm. Yeah. It was a good finish. Going, going back to Martin Allen on Friday night, what, what an absolute gentleman he was. To, you know, we, we were really surprised that when we found out the magnitude of the Barnet game um, and what it meant um, to obviously um, to the other bees, that you know, he, had, he had a proper excuse not to make it. But, Anyone that knows Martin Allen, once he said he's going to do something, he does it. Whether it's swimming a river, whether it's honouring a commitment. And, you know, he said on the night, you know, what else would I be doing? He said, I'd be pacing up and down at home watching Gardeners World. And someone laughed. Someone went, huh? And he went, what's funny about that? And <laughs> the bloke went, oh, oh, sorry. He went, no, sorry, it's a joke. But in that split second, you realise that... You know that intensity he's got. He's a scary man. He is, but something that really surprised me, and I've met him a few times. I think his self awareness came through. He said, he said, you know, in a certain certain situation, he was explaining that someone has said something back to him, and he said, then I pulled that face. You know, that one I foot, the one I pull, the one that all, that says I'm going to rip your head off. So he's he's quite aware. I'm not saying it's an axe, but he's 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 quite he's quite he knows what works for him. Let's put it that way. But yeah, so you got a, you know a proper standing evasion. It was that, unbelievable when he came in, walked in from the back, and literally it was like it was like sort of Wembley. It was like a boxing, like the like the two like heavyweight champs coming through. Yeah. But he was he was such an iconic figure for us. I mean, at, at the time when he came in and and, and did what he did. It, it was, you understand why he gets that reception. Yeah, and it was, it was clearly a lot, lot of love there for him, both and from him back to the fans. Um, and it, it was, you know, proper genuine. He, he was a real character in the game. He had tales to tell as well. You could see that he wanted to tell these tales. He's, he, had, he had the game the day, the day afterwards, and I'd rung him so many times saying, you're right for this, you're right for this. And he rang me a couple of days before, and I thought he's going to pull out. And he said, oh, no, could you just bring us on a little bit earlier but in the end he actually just spoke for longer so like, you know he, he, was, he was probably on for like two two and a bit hours like you know it was just it was amazing kept him going on he had more and more stories in the end we had to sort of kind of tell him to come off because he, he had to go home and go to bed for his game so it you was can never a, question his commitment no not at all no well, you know like, yeah, you can try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be the last time you ever do it i think Bonk. but you know uh, but yeah. he's absolutely really lovely bloke and he rang us up um, a couple of days ago and he said to us bill you know i really enjoyed that night i was really honored by 
by the Brentford fans. I thought that, you know, that the, the reception they gave me, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Did you think it was all right? Did the fans, like I said, that everyone loved it? So for him, it was really important that the fans loved it. But also for him, it gave him a buzz. And I talked to him about the Barnet game and he said, you know, we did all we could do. But unfortunately, it just wasn't good enough. So, you know, I felt kind of sorry at the time because you didn't really know what to say. But, you know, good old Martin. But, you know, the thought that we had after that, because I was just thinking, you know, he's the manager and he told all these stories about basically all the plays you said. If he said jump, they say jump. You jump in the river, they jump in the river. You know, you've got a, in effect, and, and, and I'm saying it in the most gracious way, he's like a madcap boss. He's like a quite an eccentric boss and he knows this as well. Have you ever had an eccentric boss that you've had to do strange things or <laughs> no, I mean, no nothing on that level no I mean I've, I've had some I've had some bosses that I've, I've detested I've had some bosses mm. that were just just plain odd and some you know some that did some deserve respect and a lot that didn't um but no I've ne- I don't think anyone can ever really have a boss like Martin Allen really I don't, I haven't I I have one that springs to mind and I won't say any names or any places but um he was m- so massively eccentric that he was he was an old Irish fella that put on the posh English accent nice and ran a pub um and he had a, a certain Love of uh, Montepulciano wine, and he, he would drink and drink. We'd have lock-ins every night, and everybody would invite Drink responsibly, kids. Drink responsibly, absolutely. Um, and he, he was just so eccentric that when something would happen, and we'd, we'd work on New Year's Eve, and he'd sit outside the front door on his seat, he'd make a little sign, and he called it the White Stiletto Patrol. And anybody who was wearing white stilettos was not allowed into the pub that night. He was just, he was such a character. We loved working for him. Um, but yeah, ma- massively single. Still about, is he? He's still about, but not working in pubs anymore. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Greville, who was on for a couple of weeks ago, Greville, who was the, uh, the, the, the pointless of the Brentford. He was Motty. my, yeah, he was one of my old bosses, but he wasn't, he wasn't eccentric as such. Greville was all good. Uh, must be, I remember one of my first, first bosses for my first companies that I worked for I was BT and I was uh, I worked as a computer programmer there actually I remember my boss he wasn't he wasn't eccentric as such but he he did this thing which really annoyed us because what you do is you'd work all day you come in at eight and then you work till about seven o'clock at night and then you're just about to go home and as you walk past and he was also a white Jamaican so as you walk past you go to you half days it and everyone just goes and everyone used to get really annoyed but he used to say that joke every single day so you used to walk out you've done like a 13 hour day half day is it <laughs> F- <You> know, funny <laughs> enough funny enough you know you, you do the accent it just reminds me of a series i've just watched you know the idris elba series oh, on yeah? sky have you seen it no i haven't watch it you love it enjoy it it, it talks about um 80s britain Okay. As as, a, as an African man, and it is possibly one of the funniest things. I've got to check that one I've out. I've seen yeah, and they have like, all the mix of Jamaican people, Indian people, uh, people from Nigeria, people from Ghana. You name it, they're all in. The, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I binge watched it the other oh, night. And do you know what? It was fabulous. I'll check it because I'm looking for a new thing to do. But anyway, you do that thing, and but in the end. It actually become an in joke, and now what? Twenty five, whatever it is, years later, we all say it. You know, as, as somebody comes into the pub, we go half oh, day, is it, or you're leaving? So anyway, it's a bit of a, become a bit of a Brentford in joke awesome. from the old BT days. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Not in a Jamaican accent, though. No. no, not too many people can do the Jamaican accent. I don't. Nor think the count. Crew. No, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. But yeah. Martin Allen will not be out of football for long. I don't think. No, he, he shouldn't be either. Look at look football at the job he's done. Football the whole world. I mean, the footballing world, the UK. You know, footballing world. The uh, the football family, if you like, all sort of saluted him for the job he's done that you know he went in there seven points adrift eight games to go he turned it round and they, they went down on goal difference and you've got to say you know the man the man is is royalty at barnet royalty at plenty of different clubs and um i really hope he gets a 
gig where he's he's you know he goes and excels himself. I really really he has to be keep, allowed to use his character as well. Yeah. He has I, ho- I hope he does that. I really really do hope he does that. Um, QPR. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Because he's a Brimford fan, as he told us on the night. I don't <laughs> think that. I don't think so. Uh, nine minutes to the ten o'clock. This is our sport. Obviously, the main reason I'm coming to the UK is so I can visit Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. They've made this allegation that there's been this high level of sale beautiful the asthma drug in his body. Froome has a long history with the tour in a positive sense he's won it four times yep. in a negative sense he's been hated by the French public who have just always been sceptical of Team really? Sky and their methods he's had yes. urine thrown over him no, he yeah. gets yeah, you know, you you yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how you get the yellow jersey <laughs> <laughs> weekdays from 6am boy George apparently has panic attacks seriously I panic every time I hear Karma Chameleon this is love sport yeah we've got a new PC in the building after tennis Patrick Christy right, pal PC too. how are we doing I'm not bad you've been lurking the past few weeks but you're here I am yeah they finally let me in the building now nice which is good I've got a restraining order but I've just snuck in okay cool it's all good it's all where's good. Paul <laughs> oh he's off I've, I've, well yeah he's, he's currently in the boot of my car actually but no no he's off he's doing some, something he's a better offer I think isn't he he's, uh, he's doing some filming for someone more important apparently so hey, there you go fair play there there's you Paul, go there's PC what's coming up after 10 pal right mate we've got a big show we've got a big show we were talking about crime knife and gun crime in London's absolutely out of control isn't it so we're talking about that I've got Donald Trump not the man you know just talking about him and that'd mm. be a scoop wouldn't it so we've got Trump uh, just see what he's up to in the mental world of the Don and then we are talking about should we abolish the House of Lords and of course it's everyone's favourite campus day in the world you're Revision coming up, isn't it? So whack out your feather bowers, you know, get the tinsel out and uh, and do that. So we talk. We've got a Eurovision expert, which is a job title. I would love to know how you get and climate change. You've got climate change denier on. So there you go. That's it. PC Eurovision. I couldn't think of anything worse, pal. You're not the guest, are you? Because that'd be awkward. No, uh, you're not Brentford. Uh, you, you, you're not QPR fan, are you? No, I'm Manchester United, mate. Through and through. Oh, uh, you should. You should get, together, get a bed together, you two. <laughs> Like you and Laney. It'd have, to be, it'd have to be a big one. Like you and Laney. <laughs> no, Many a time, mate. Right. Yeah, anyway, right. anyway. Yeah. Thank you very much, you PC. You're all right, mate. Enjoy, enjoy the nil-nil. It's, oh, well, it's been is pretty it poor. Eurovision is that's the worst. Eurovision is. Like, the year. That and last night at the proms. Oh, it just last night at the proms? Oh, God, I can dude. take that just about. Eurovision, though. Mm. It's just like, let's cross to Bulgaria, where this person is just a woman just like, why am I I've, I've, got, I've got a mate that throws a Eurovision party every year. And I've got a mate that throws a Eurovision party every year, and uh, we do a sweepstake on Eurovision. That's the only... None of us ever watch it. It's just like, oh, who won? There you go, you win the part. But everyone cracks on and has a party in the flat while it's going on inside. There was, I went, when I was at university, there was this one kid... I, I told this story the other day. One kid behind a bar, and, and you know, down the SU bar, and there was someone playing in the playoffs. And we're like, right. Playoff se- semi-final, you know, second leg, we have to watch it. We walk in there, it's him and one person watching Eurovision. <laughs> 40, 50 of us all going, get the football on, get the football <laughs> on. He's like, his name was Grant, actually. He refused to get the football on. So we just we just changed the box ourselves. We found the box and changed it. So I'm going to call security. It's like Saturday night, Matt. They're watching the football. You know, leave them out. Yeah, I, I don't like Eurovision. No, not at all. I mean, obviously, you're talking about your worst Eurovision moments, but also we were going to be talking about our favourite 
Brentford moment. I mean, all of us, we're going to be, we got a podcast we didn't do one this week because we were so knackered after the Martin Allen night. So sorry for people who were checking out the podcast. It's not there, but we will be having our end of season podcast out next Thursday, which will be lots of fun. We'll get yeah, all of the studio. Re energized. Yeah, re energized. But what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about our favourite moments on that. But we just thought, us, we'll just go around the table here and you, Aaron, and say, and what was your favourite Brentford moment this season, the Headwoods? Right. Uh, we, we, we touched on it earlier, and the, the one that stands out to me this season was uh, the Ryan Woods goal, 94th minute versus Leeds. Um, Are you sure it wasn't Nolan? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't Nolan. <laughs> uh, Ryan Woods goal versus Leeds, and it was a beautiful, beautiful strike of the ball into the bottom right hand corner. Uh, and the way he ran off into the fans and, and going to his uh, wife slash girlfriend, who they'd, they'd lost a baby this year, and you could see how much it meant to him, the players, the fans. Uh, and that it was a really beautiful moment, and it really brought that, that Brentford family together. And that, that one stands out for me this season. Uh, my one's an obvious one. Um, it's it's Neil, Neil Morpay's last, well, fourth-minute injury-time goal at Craven Cottage where um, Brentford got a fully-deserved equaliser. The place went absolutely potty. Um, that goal was celebrated and uh, the decibel levels went off the scale. So, um, yeah, I know it's, I know it's uh, you know, a predictable one, but I think that was, that was the, the pinnacle of... Uh, of of a, you know, a crescendo to a match, and for me, I actually I'm, I'm, no, I'm Bill, Bill, no, go no, on. You, you got four, go on forty seconds well, to I'm do the that For me, I loved our trip to Dundalk. We went out there to go and see the B team. People laugh saying, "Why would you go and see a reserve team?" We went out on a Wednesday night to go and see the B team play at Dundalk, and we had an absolutely brilliant night. We met some brilliant people. They're all a football mad. Um, town and we saw some great football as well the B team is absolutely potty for it and the fans oh my god it was like a FA Cup catch you know punching and singing and shouting and everything like that we had a great night we were up to about 5 o'clock in the morning stuff like that for fully yeah we need to do another team trip to somewhere else Bulgaria something like that yeah, good one. Good nice one. one very quickly because we've got about 10 seconds but my favourite Brentford moment of the season has been working with you guys oh. I've met some great people you know I've met some great people you oh, well, you know, especially Artson as well he's yeah, back at the end of the season love, love it yeah. love it you know lads em- envelope goes over across yeah, the table yeah, thank you very much yeah. we'll be back yeah, be next nice. uh, we'll be back next Thursday vote for us in the FBA's go to besotted.com and vote for us on the FBA's the banner there you go there you go. Uh, Brentford are back next Thursday from 9. I'm back tomorrow from 7 with Chelsea. See you later. It's nearly time for some real news, people. Real news, not fake news. Read by very intelligent people just like me. That I can tell you. Love sport. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.